Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Speaking of Mike Brown, Mike Brown is advocating for everybody. He started a press conference uh, the other day where I think or a couple of weeks ago where you, I think, saved a, a table from falling over on him when he was showing us his his socks for some reason. Uh, but he was talking about Malik Monk being the sixth man of the year. Uh, I saw him talking uh, yesterday about DeMontis Sabonis being an all-star. Everyone said detail, detail, detail. Man, he he he's he's fighting for his guys. Like you you mentioned that that fine line of being a detailed guy, but being a player's coach. Man, he's out there fighting for his guys to get some recognition here. Yeah, well, and I think his his guys deserve the recognition. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's one thing if he's out there, you know, pining for somebody that doesn't deserve it. But Malik Monk all of a sudden is up to fifteen points a game. Uh, you know, we're, we're watching Demonis Sabonis. Just, I mean. Anthony Davis has been really, really good this season. He's going to miss a bunch of time now, but he's been really good this season. And Jokic, of course, is the two-time reigning MVP. If you had to list the centers in the Western Conference right now, it's Jokic, AD, and Sabonis. And And, that's it. Yep. and, And it might even be... You know, Jokic, Sabonis, AD, with AD being out. Um, and we don't know if he'll be around for the All-Star game or not, but Anthony Davis could still steal a, an All-Star uh, appearance just because he plays for the Lakers. So if you're a Kings fan and you're out there, start voting and start voting yeah. like nonstop. Like get Sabonis to the All-Star game because I think you still have an opportunity to get two in. Mm-hmm. You do. Uh, you know, Fox is still highly regarded he's still had a very very good season even though he's had maybe two or three weeks where his numbers are down a little bit but I expect him especially on this homestand to really take off again and I think you know it this homestand sets up for the all-star game mm-hmm. like it's the Kings are playing what is it 11 out of 13 at home but it's actually something bigger yeah, than that. it's 15 to 19 yeah 15 out of 19 yeah mm-hmm. so I mean that that takes you all the way to the end of January that's when the all-star is, uh, like balloting is really happening and really finishing up. So if the Kings can go on a run here and all of a sudden we talk about it, they're five, six, seven, eight, ten games over 500 somehow, mm-hmm. you know, he's got a shot. you got a shot to get two guys in without any question. Yeah. 
Um, I talked about, you know, I've been talking about this home stand for a minute, probably, you know, driving Damien crazy because I bring it up <laughs> every chance I get. But I just think it's really imperative. There's 15 home games in the next, next 19 games. I think it's going to set the groundwork, set the foundation for what this team is going to be able to do um, for the rest of the season. If they're going to be a legit top six team or they're going to be a team that's fighting in that play-in range. I, you don't have to put a number on it. I, I did it myself, but I said, you know, these 15 games, I'd like to see them be 10 and 5 in those, these 15 home games. Judging not necessarily about the, the competition or nothing like that, but more so about just the way they've shown that they, they're playing at home. They're, right now, I think they won 8 of 9 at the Golden 1 Center. And they've talked a lot about how they draw so much energy from being at home. And we've seen it with how they play at home. I think this is a is a big opportunity for them to kind of solidify themselves in that top six category of the Western Conference. Yeah, without going through all of the games and just marking off, you know, win, loss, win, loss type deal, um, I would say 10 and 5, it, it might even be on the low side. Mm. Like you would hope that they would do – you would – like 10 and 5 I think would be a minimum. What are they at home this year? They're um I don't have the oh, they're 8 and 4 yeah. at home. So I mean that's that's basically 10 and 5, but you got to remember they lost like the first four yeah. or or the first three, three yeah. their first three and then so since then they've they've been really good. Mm-hmm. Um they've won eight, like you said 8 out of 9. So um yeah, I, I don't want to put an exact number on it. I mean you you do have like Denver twice. Like mm-hmm. on a back to back you've got Denver <laughs> That like what kind of scheduling anomalies are these? It's just very strange. Although it does wipe out that horrible back to back, you know, of having to go to Denver and, and someone else. Um, but anyway, my point is, like, this is a moment where if they seize the opportunity, if they ride the wave of the fan base and the light, the beam, and all the fun that's happening, they got a really good shot, especially with the last twenty five games of this season, very specifically, and we're talking about. It's funny, I was doing math in my head. So right now they're 16 and 12, so that's 28 games. They've got the next 19 games, so put that together, that's 57, hmm. right? So they've got, maybe that's 47. So they've got like 37, uh, 35 games after that. Mm-hmm. The last 25 games of this season, it's going to be a mad rat, uh, rush for a bunch of teams that are trying to pick up wins and a handful of teams that are trying to pick up uh, losses. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be one of those things where, there are going to be a ton of teams just going, yep, we're good. Uh, we're playing for Victor, and that's it. And so that last 25 games of this particular season, I think, is going to be really, really strange to watch. It's going to be a lot of easy wins on the table. Mm. Have you heard anything about – can't you talk about – tired of bringing something up. You've got to be tired of me asking this, but it's based on Mark Stein tweet, uh, writing about uh, Monty McNair uh, and a potential extension with Sacramento. You've been all over this story for months. Have you heard anything about a Monty McNair extension? Yeah. You know, okay, so I wrote about it yesterday. I didn't put it out till late last night. Um, so my Sunday musings, I, I had a segment of it on the Monty McNair situation. Like, look, we've heard the rumors here in Sacramento. We've heard the rumors that um, not only is there a good chance that, you know, Monty will be extended, but there's a possibility that, you know, maybe the the deal's already done and yeah. that they're just waiting until next month to announce it, which, again, doesn't make a lot of sense for a myriad of reasons. Like, why would you wait? There's no reason to wait. Um, 
But like when you get news like that, you get rumors like that, you got to track them. And like I've gone pretty high up the chain and and got uh, some pretty strong denials about that story. And so I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I'll tell you. It's something I wrote uh, yesterday. Like, Monty McNair is on the phone with Vivek Ranadive at least once a day. Vivek talks to him all the time. He calls. He checks in. They talk daily. So, like, if there's going to be a deal that gets done, it can happen in a day. It can happen quickly because they're already in constant communication. They already know what, you know, what he's going to want and what Vivek's going to want to pay and all. Like, the parameters of a deal wouldn't take long to put together. There's industry standards, basically, that could be followed that that this thing could get done quickly. And I've talked to Monty myself. He loves Sacramento. Um, he loves the direction of the team. He loves the vibe that's happened here. Um, but he also, you know, is he understands the business and that this will take care of itself. And that means if he builds a winner, he'll get a big offer. And the only thing I said it to you guys early, the only question is, does he do so well that he gets a bigger offer from somebody else? Hmm. And that's where if you're the Kings, it's on you. Lock it up. You know, this is a guy that helped create what's happening here. He's the one that, you know, is, is helping to, to create the buzz that's happening in Sacramento. And, uh, you know, he probably won't be around this week. He'll be in Las Vegas uh, with the, the G League um, showcase because mm-hmm. that's where a lot of, like, the early stages of trade conversations happen is at the, the showcase down in, in Vegas. Um, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens right after the holidays because— the Kings are that they're playing that well, and he's done that good of a job putting a team together. Yeah, he, he's he's built this team from the ground up, as we like to say. He's got it out the mud. Mm-hmm. Um, the only two people still are three people. It's Rashawn, Harrison, and Fox. Yeah, and everything else he's put together, he's built, he's uh, willed and dealed to to be able to get these guys in here, man. So. Um, I'm not breaking any news, but he absolutely deserves an opportunity. And I would say an opportunity to see this thing through. Like, he built it. Mm. Now let's see what you can do with it, if you can expand on it, if you can, you know, make this a perennial playoff team and a possibly a contending team. Uh, he, he's definitely earned that opportunity with, with what he's put together. Well, that and you let him hire the coach. Okay, first of all, you let him trade a young all-star level point guard. You Then you let him trade away the first round pick mm-hmm. and, and then you let them hire a coach like all of these things are something that you do for someone who's going to be there long term mm-hmm. like you don't want to have someone else inherit this like sure this could be a really good thing but you know like again Monty has extended himself when it comes to the draft pick situation with the herder trade yeah. um, he's a guy who like, he's the one who built the relationship with Demonis Sabonis, like, right off the bat. He's the one you want negotiating the extension for for Demonis Sabonis uh, after next summer. You know, not this coming summer, but the following summer. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I would assume that if they are going to do something, it'll be a three-year deal that uh, – a three-year contract extension that matches Mike Brown's tenure in Sacramento and then go from there. Yeah. Uh, but still got to get it done. And to date, like – we haven't seen the the press release come up, come across yet, and I haven't got a, a solid thumbs up from anybody that's actually done. 
Uh, but we did get a solid thumbs up from uh, Darren Fox uh, that he's feeling pretty healthy. You got a chance to talk to him today. Uh, what were your takeaways from that conversation? Yeah, he looks like he's got a smile uh, back. You know, I think he had a he ran into it there for a little bit. You know, just the accumulation of injuries kind of slowed him down and snowballed snowballed on him a little bit. He he had the two games off. Um, I think it cleared his head. And uh, I think he's ready to roll. He said the Philadelphia game, where while he didn't shoot well when he first came back, that was the first game that he actually felt like better, and he he felt his best that he has him like a month. Um, he also said that he was. I asked him if he's going to wear a band aid tonight because um, he still has stitches. You can visibly see like two little blue stitches right by his eye, and uh, he's like, I think they're going to take these out right now. He's like, as soon as we're done, I'm going to go in the back room. They're going to clip out the stitches and pull them. Um, so maybe he wears a mandate, maybe he doesn't, uh, but either way, like he's healthy, he looks good. He, he looks like he's ready to, uh, really step back into the role that he was doing the first 20 games of the season where he was just incredible. From what I remember, that's the worst part of stitches is getting them taken out. That, that hurt. The stitches themselves didn't hurt. Getting them taken out. That, that was like, oh, I mean, it wasn't like painful, but I was like, oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. Yeah. Uh, I hope I never experience it again. But, um, yeah, De'Aaron, I thought in the in the game against Philadelphia, I thought he looked good. The shots just weren't falling, but I thought he looked like he had a bounce to his step, um, and he, you know, he was playing playing normal, in my opinion, from what I see from him visually. Um, but I, I thought he really like got down and dirty and got into his bag in that Toronto game. I really loved the 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 grit and the aggressiveness that he played for and it was one of those it played with the Nets Toronto game and it was one of those things in my opinion where he was like, No, we're not we're not losing this game. He he had one of those moments where he's like, We're not losing this game. And if we lose, it's not gonna be because I was passive or, you know, I didn't, you know, put up the shots or, or have the certain level of aggressiveness. And I, I love to see that and him saying that he feels better now. I hope that's the Fox that we get back to seeing, um, especially on his homestand. Yeah, I mean, he he came back and he almost put up double-doubles in both of the games. He had one double-double and almost a second double-double uh, in the final two games of the road trip. Like, look, this is the guy that you need. Mm. He, I mean, he uh, the Toronto game you talked about, he played 42 minutes that night. Mm. And, you know, like the the flu bug has gone around this team, too, over the last, like, week. Alex Len, of course, had to leave the team for a little bit. He did rejoin the team in Detroit. Um, but he was sick, uh, and you know, with Alex Len, he's a guy that once he misses a week, uh, it might take him two weeks to get back up to uh, to playing speed. Mm-hmm. That that's just the way his body works. Um, but Davion Mitchell missed a game with the flu. Um, yeah, this team is coming together though, and like right now, we're watching like the only guys that aren't with the team are Chima Moneki and, and Keon Ellis, who have gone to. Uh, with the the Stockton Kings down to the G League showcase, um, even uh, Namias Keda is still here in Sacramento, mm-hmm. and and again that's probably because uh, you know Alex Lynn isn't on the injury report, but maybe Alex Lynn can go, maybe he can't. Uh, like we, don't, I don't know. He was at he was at uh, shoot around this morning, but it's really fun when you go to a shoot around and you got like fifteen bodies on the court. Everyone is playing. Everyone is up and down and having a good time. And, you know they got the music blaring. They're all competing to you know, how many shots they can get, and uh, they move from one spot on the floor to the next. So, yeah, the spirit of this team right now is really good. 
So you you pretty much answered this question, but just so it's flat out asked and confirmed, Davion Mitchell was at shoot around and is expected to play tonight. Oh yeah, Davion's playing. Yeah, uh, they their injury report has no one on it except for Chima Moneki, who's with the the Stockton Kings. Hmm. Any other notes from shoot around? Mm, not really. I mean, it was a good. Did vibe. you talk to anyone besides De'Aaron? No, we were we were trying to get Keegan. Um, and we were also trying to get Malik Monk to talk about Charlotte, his Charlotte experience, but both of them had other things going on. Uh, and by the time we got done with Fox, I guess Keegan was already on the training table, just getting worked on after practice. So, um, And that's another, you know, like Keegan Murray. Uh, I think he found himself on the road. Yeah. That's why we wanted yeah. to talk to him today because it's his first huge road trip in his young career, a six-game trip. And, like, during the trip, you – you saw him sort of find himself. He's up to, like, I think it's around 14 points a game over the six games. Uh, his shooting numbers are better. Yeah, he's starting to come around. I thought he flexed a little bit in that game on Friday. You know, he, he got into a situation where he was like, All right, I'm going to turn my game up here. And, you know, I'm sure he says it's just, you know, another game. Or no. You called it, though. Yeah. You called it on Friday. Yeah, you like, step out there a little bit. You can get out there and see what you can do, man. You're going up against Jaden Ivey, man. He, and I know he's he's not that type of guy. You know, he's not thinking about it that way. But, you know, these are little things that, that would motivate me. You know, okay, that, nothing personal with Jaden Ivey. But, you know, I, I heard everything that was said about me being drafted in front of him. I want to show him what I can do. And I felt, especially in that third quarter, the way he started that, I think Mike Brown and the Kings looked for him a little bit. And I thought he, you know, picked his game up a little bit at, at that moment, man. And I, I love seeing that from Keegan, man. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Jaden Ivey looked every bit the part of the Rod player that we heard he would be coming into the league. And Keegan looked like the mature player that everyone expects, right? And, uh, you know, Jaden, of course, fouled out. And I think he only played like 22 minutes and fouled out. He had like five points and five assists, but just like all over the place, jumping on people's backs. <laughs> that like was all, wild. <laughs> it was all over the place. <laughs> And it's something that, like, people need to remember. Like, Mike Brown has made this point, but there's a big difference when you're playing for the Detroit Pistons, who are at the bottom, not the bottom, but close to the bottom of the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference standings, and you're playing for a team that's four games over 500 and the fifth seed in the West. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a huge difference in how a rookie is dealt with in those situations. So when things are good, they're going to let you keep going. When things aren't good, they're going to go to a veteran and, and like— make sure that things are going the right way. So he's not allowed the same mistakes. He's not allowed to go jump on people's backs and fall (laughs) down and go crazy and do the things that Jaden Ivey did. And they're just going to be – they're going to learn a different way. So one of them, like, might have much better stats, but one of them – the other one is actually playing meaningful minutes on a good team, and that's a big deal. (laughs) That play really stood out. I was like, settle down. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, yeah. We regularly mentioned uh, De'Aaron Fox finding his smile, if you will, um, in a different way. Has Harrison Barnes does the same thing? Man, I, th- I think he has. Harrison looks like he's having fun. I mean, as much as Harrison Barnes can look like he's having fun, because <laughs> he's never over the top. I was watching his, uh, I, think it was his I think it was an NBA TV interview, and it was like Harrison... You know, it was like Harrison Barnes' version of fun. Yeah, Might be it, it different really than is, mine. It's, 
Yeah, like, straight right. face. It, yeah, it, 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 exactly. But he was he 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 spoke with a little bit more joy. He was probably thrilled to not be answering questions about a nine game losing streak or a you know a, an organization on its deathbed and things like that. But it looks like it looks like Harrison is having a good time. You know, like I totally agree. And this is the other part of the piece I wrote yesterday is that Harrison Barnes, like we've said this so many times, he means so much to this team and to the way, like if you can't respect who and what Harrison Barnes is as a community member and all that stuff, then I don't know. Like the Kings haven't had guys like this all the time. Like Garrett Temple was a great community guy. Uh, They have guys that are really good in the community, but Harrison Barnes just takes things to such a different level. And he's so professional behind the scenes He's the way he takes care of his body is something that young players learn from. He is teaching the entire time how to maintain himself. What is he? Is he year 11 in the league? Mm-hmm. And he's 30 years old. And he still looks like he's in prime shape. And uh, the Kings are very cognizant of what he means to that locker room. And if Monty McNair were to pull the 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 trigger on a big deal that involved Harrison Barnes because he's a restricted free I mean an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year it would have to be for something very very big uh, that's because they're worried that if you if you shake up the chemistry of this team right now it's one thing to pick off players around the peripheral guys who aren't playing as much like Rashawn Holmes or Alex Len uh, who's like a four million dollar expiring contract even like if you got into the TD situation where he is again an expiring contract of four million, or Trey Lyles at two point six million, all of those things. Like, but when you reach into the core of that team and you start talking about Harrison Barnes, it's got to be another Harrison Barnes. It's got to be someone who means more than just points and rebounds, mm-hmm. and and it's a big deal for this group. And so, um, I again, I, if you knew that Harrison Barnes was signing an extension, or you could get him to sign an extension now. That's something I would consider because if you if you know he's going to be here for the next three years, mm-hmm. that's a lot different than having no idea and having to risk going to the next season with no starting small forward and having to reset yourself, especially when you know this team is very likely not going to have a top-tier draft pick mm-hmm. like they have in previous years where you could start building off of that. Uh, so it, it just makes it a little more complicated. Yeah, James, I, I've talked about it a little bit. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't touch this team right now. You know what I mean? I'd I'd let them do it, and at the very least, I would wait until this stretch of fifteen and nineteen at home, because I think that's going to tell you a lot about whether you need something or not. Because if they do the ten and five, eleven and four, or something like that, well, at least with this group, you know you can take care of business at home. You know you can do that, and you don't need a major shakeup um, to come in here and be a team that's contending or a possible top six team as opposed to a playing team you can start to get a little more selective of what you do but the the point that you made about just messing up that locker room i'd be real cautious they they this isn't just a team that's like oh they're they're a good team they're solid like this is a team that seems to love each other and i just wouldn't mess with that i, I really wouldn't the only way you do is if again you're picking off the peripheral if you're going the like players 11 through 15, and you're somehow turning that into a major rotational piece that improves your team. And, I mean, again, we can all look at this team. We know that every team in the league could use more shooting. Uh, This team in particular needs another defender, 
and they could use a shot blocking presence that they can actually get on the floor and play. They need a three or a four that can actually block shots. Mm -hmm. And so if you can get that done without disrupting the core and and add to it, I I would like when we, we watch baseball, you get to the stretch run, you know what you need. You know, you got to go out and get another reliever. You got to get another bat in the middle Mm -hmm. of the order. Mm -hmm. Like those are things that you have to get in order to put yourself over the top in baseball. I think this team could use one more move to put them over the top where right now you're, you're tenuous at the number five, you know, you could you slide in number seven? Could you slide in number eight? Sure you can. And with the play in, you know, I think for the last couple of years, everyone's like, man, we can only get to the play in. We can only get to the play in, you know, well, that's, the plan is really it's seven through ten. It's not just the the nine and ten that are the plan. Like if you're number seven or you're number eight, you're not in the playoffs until you beat those the the other uh, plan teams. And so, like you want to be number six, you want to be number five, so you don't have to worry about how it you know the plan portion of it. You want to be able to get up higher. Yeah. I got good news for you, James, uh, Kenny, myself. The chatty house, uh, we solved the shot blocker problem earlier. And it won't cost you much of anything. D. White Howard. <laughs> Why do you say his name like that? <laughs> um, Dwight no. Howard, come on, man. Pick him up in Taiwan. Bring him up to Sacramento. Let's rock. Hey, big fella, protect the rim. 7 to 11 minutes per game. Let's go. Yeah, he's different. Like he's one of the the more different players that I've been around in the league, and um, he's different. And you can you can mess up chemistry by bringing in the wrong piece. And so we talk. About oh, this. that's not Dwight. No, I don't think so. yeah, I think we he... talk about this delicate balance. Like I, I want someone who ah. can actually do some of the things that that Sabonis can do. Hmm. Okay, that's not Dwight. Well, I had a question, and this kind of. I like Dwight. I like the uh, the option of Dwight better than this, but I'm just throwing it out there, all right. Um, and this would the reason why I don't like this is because it'll probably take away Harrison Barnes, and I don't want to do that. But what about Christoph Porzingis? Oh, it, well, again, like character matters, mm-hmm. and that's not a high character guy behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's had he's had issues in the past. Uh, his his situation in New York that he got out of was sketchy. He's got some family members that are around that may or may not be a deterrent who run his stuff for him. Um, like he's a guy that like if you're going to put red flags uh, like between the knee injuries and the personality off court stuff, he he would be a hard pass for me. Yeah, and and you know for that matter. Like I, I would kind of put Kyle Kuzma in that group as well. Not that he's a horrible human being or anything, but that like he wants something different, and it's not just about basketball. And Sacramento really doesn't have the glitz and the glamour that he's looking for as a player. So like those are things that matter when you're going out and you're trying to add chemistry pieces. And you know, I was I covered the team when Iman Shumpert was like wasn't playing that much but he was he was starting he still had but he had this mojo and then when he left it really did change the dynamic in the locker room uh Mm -hmm. for you know not for the the bad I mean it it shifted dramatically and a lot of players just kind of like let go Mm -hmm. and I don't think anyone thought that that would be the result 
of of trading him um, just because from like a coaching and a front office perspective, he actually was becoming more like he wanted more of a role. He wanted more minutes. He wanted to finish games and was starting to push buttons. And the Kings weren't ready for that, and they didn't want that. And so the players loved him. You know, coaches and management were starting to, like, get a little worn out with the with him wanting to be more. And so you're always, like, when you're making this move, if you're going to make another move, it would it would hopefully be for something that is meaningful that will last a couple of years or two small pieces that would help bolster the back end of your rotation, just give you get you over the top. Hmm. Yeah, I mean – for the record, I wouldn't do the Porzingis deal um, for a couple of different reasons, but I thought about him. Honestly, James, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch this roster. <laughs> I, maybe I'm prisoner of the moment, and that's not what GMs do or whatever. I wouldn't touch this roster right now. Well, I mean, like tonight, Charlotte's rolling in. Charlotte is. It looks like they're done. Uh, you know, they're they've had such a bad start to the season. Um, they could always turn things around, but it's more likely that that they'll take a step backwards because they had, again, the Miles Bridges situation. Uh, they had Ball being injured. Mm-hmm. But, like, if they want to just leave a couple of players here and P.J. Washington and Mason Plumley, and you can work out something. Do that. Th- P.J., so, come on, man, like, we got you. But, again, that those are deals that fully make sense. They're players that can step in, that can fill roles without upsetting the the delicate balance of what's happening. Again, uh, Like, Plumley, he can run the offense. Like he was Jay Triano center the last five years or four years or whatever he's been in Charlotte. Like that was his guy. He can run this offense. He can step in. And when Sabonis steps off the court, he's not the same type of player. He's not the same like quality of, of passer, but he can do the job. And it's something that this team lacks. It's that mm-hmm. secondary guy that can, you know, when Sabonis goes out that you don't take a big, you know, drop off. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk more Kings basketball with our 1320 Kings insider, James Ham when we get back here on Sacramento Sports Leaders. D'Lo and KC on ESPN 1320. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. to D-Lo and KC. D-Lo and KC on ESPN 1320. Taking you to the top of the hour with our 1320 Kings insider and creator of the Kings beat, James Ham here. Here's some stats from uh, our statistician, uh, Will Z. Let's talk about the Kings third quarters. Uh, we saw it again on Friday when they outscored Detroit 38 to 23. The Kings third quarters offensive rating 116.8. That's good for 8th in the league. Defensive rating 110. That's good for 7th in the league. Net mm. rating 6.1. That's good for 6th in the league. Mm. The Kings are a top third quarter team. Mm, wow. And now we Ooh, are officially in bizarro world. <laughs> Who would have ever thunk it? Remember how afraid we were at third quarters? I haven't felt that way not once this year. We were afraid, of a, we were afraid yeah. of a lot of things. Not, well. <laughs> we were afraid of a lot of things with the Kings. <laughs> You're afraid of being a drug smuggler, I mean, uh, this is just... If, you, if you've been here all day, you know that Kenny's afraid of being a drug I smug- mean, I, smuggler. I, I made, at least I made the right decision in my dream. Sitting around crying, and <laughs> that's why... That's why you got to uh, check the YouTube feed when you can because <laughs> KC right be, been telling some wild stories. There's no hope breaks. with dope. Stupid. Dumb. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Uh, what a shift in uh, the third quarter, the, the way that the Kings have played in, in, in the third quarter. Um, that is a massive relief to Kings fans. But it says something, I think, about James, we used this example earlier. Um, how many times did that happen to the Kings last year when they were in a close game against a good team and then the third quarter starts and it's over? Yeah. I mean, uh, we're seeing like a, a like a different version of the Kings than we have for years and years. I mean, like the preparation, the way that they're they're turning things around in uh and in the locker room at, at halftime, they're making adjustments. They're the ones who are coming out with the energy and punching. This is like something that, you know, a couple of years ago it was like, how come you're getting killed every single night in the third quarter? And all of a sudden this is becoming a strength of this team. Um, yeah, it's uh, they've got pieces that that are different, right? And so if something's working, uh, Mike Brown sticks with it. If something isn't, uh, he isn't shy about going to Malik Monk early and and giving the team some uh, some energy. And he's not worried about some of these things that uh, you know, like there is no ego. Uh, there's not an ego with him. There's not an ego with his players. Like I- I'm going to do what's best for the team tonight. We're going to figure out something else. That's working, and like this team has, they have a built an ability right now um, to take a punch and to hit with a counter punch, mm-hmm. and it's something that, again, this was Glass Joe for a long time mm-hmm. here in Sacramento. You hit this team hard in the first four minutes of the third quarter, and is widely known around the league that 
they're going to crumple up and go crawl into the corner. Uh, and that's just not what we're seeing at this point. Hey, James, so, you know, I know last week Damian talked about, no, this team is who they are. When are we going to kind of start appreciating and accepting that? But, you know, there's still I still feel like there's like checkpoints, right? They passed this test with the six-game road trip. They got they went 500. They gutted out some wins to go five. That was one of the things. We're going to learn a lot about this team on this six-game road trip. What's the next we're going to learn a lot about this team checkpoint? Is it the six-game homestand that they have following this right now But as part of that 15 to 19? Yeah, I think it's 11 of 13, too. Like, they have, uh, they have a six, and then they have, like, a, a two-game break where they're, they're away right at New Year's, and then they come back for another uh, – they come back for another five before they have another two day. Um, like we've seen this before, we've seen this dance before. Where uh, was it last year where the Kings had like a cupcake schedule in December, mm-hmm. and the whole entire month was just laid out for them to be like a really strong in the conversation team, and they just lay down mm-hmm. and, and took it. And you're like, what in the world just happened? And so, like, look at at some point. Like we keep checking these things off, but it comes back to the what today is like. If they've had this is the third opportunity this season to go five games over five hundred. This team has not done that in sixteen years. Mm. Like it's it's a step. It's just one of these little statistical moments, but it is a step where if you can get past one of these little you know roadblocks, then maybe you got a shot. And you know they keep passing the test, like what you're saying the. The 300 road trip, like I didn't believe that would happen. I thought two and four was like the sort of the top. I thought they would steal one and they would win against Detroit, Mm -hmm. even though I thought the Detroit game would be tougher than it was just because the last game of six-game road trip. I thought they'd be able to steal one, and I did not think they'd be able to steal one in Toronto on the second night of a Mm back-to-back. That's that's a tough game too, and Toronto's a well-coached team, and They've got a bunch of like matchup issues with the Kings, yeah. um, so like the fact that they pass a test, even with De'Aaron Fox missing two games and Davion Mitchell missing a game, again, like just keep checking off these little uh, these little moments for this team, and that's what a season's about. Eighty-two games, it's five game increments or ten game increments. You need to stay on it the whole season. You can't have these big drop offs. These seven, eight game losing uh, streaks as this team has been known for over the last. I don't know, what is it? Well, my entire career covering the team, they always have one time during the season where they just completely fall apart. It's good to see. Yeah, James, you clearly have not seen the trifecta of perfection that is this Washington game on Friday. (laughs) Obviously, the Kings play, you know, they got the Hornets tonight, worst team in the league. You've got the Lakers coming in here who are playing well, but they're playing without Anthony Davis on Wednesday. Friday... You've got the Washington Wizards, who at this point in the season have lost 10 straight games. But that game on Friday, James, is the last game of a six-game road trip. (laughs) It's the second night of a doubleheader, or uh, back-to-back, excuse me. And the first game of that back-to-back is in Utah. Mm. That is three NBA excuses why the Washington Wizards should lose. (laughs) That is what you call a scheduled loss, <laughs> but not for a typical season. In a typical year, you're like, 
it's all right. We'll get one of those games. We'll either get Utah or we'll get Sacramento on the second night. <laughs> better now you're not going be up that against, second night. Now you're I going swear up against, to God, they better not lose that game on Friday. <laughs> yeah, those are two good teams. Those are two really, really good teams that you're going to have to. Uh, and I'm putting the Kings in that that lot. That's a good team. It's a, you know. So in my first season, just so for a point of reference, uh, they went three and one to start the year. They lost six straight, one one. Lost eight straight, one one. Lost eight straight. Oh my so, God. so in my first season, <laughs> they had a stretch, <laughs> which was game four through game twenty eight, where they won two games. <laughs> Oh, and I don't even want to like I, I've I've told this story on the happy hour, and I'm not going to tell it here. But that uh, they they lost uh, eight straight. Uh, they played the Washington Wizards and John Wall and Demarcus Cousins rookie season, um, and uh, they won that game. John Wall hurt himself in warmups, uh, and then they lost the next eight after that. That one game, um, yeah, that that's one of those. James stories that I, I tell off the record about what happened. After <laughs> oh that game. man, I got it. I need thank that. God I'm a thank God I'm a premium subscriber. I gotta yeah. I gotta hear this story. You better call on me when I raise my hand next uh, <laughs> next happy hour. You can become uh, a premium subscriber by going to thekingsbeat.com. So basically, going back to Kenny's original question mm-hmm. about those moments where oh they got you know this is going to tell us a lot. No, this is going to tell us a lot. <laughs> We're doing this all damn year, aren't we? Yeah. They're going to be like 43 <laughs> wins. You know, this is really going to tell us a lot about this team. And Well, we can be talking about uh, home home court advantage. This will tell us team. a lot if this is, you know, if this is team you know, really team ready for home court. One, that's going to that's gonna tell us a lot. You know, there's still like, what, three games out of the one spot? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's yeah. crazy. We have to start changing our expectations, and it's so hard to do because this team is, is like the fan base is Charlie Brown, and this team is Lucy and just keeps pulling the ball right out in front of them and sending them flying <laughs> again and again and again and again. But at some point, you hope that that changes, and this it feels like the year. But look, I've said that before. I've said that before. This feels like it might be different. Um, no, like. No excuses right now. You need three straight wins. And I haven't even looked at the schedule beyond that. These next three games, you laid out, like you got to beat the Lakers without Anthony Davis. You've got to beat the the Wizards who are on the second night of a back-to-back and are absolutely, you know, like shorthanded and all kinds. Mm, yeah. Those are things that you have to do. If you want to be this team, it's got to happen right now. And it can't – but – Every stage of this season, it's got to happen right now. This team has to live in the moment. They got to look at every single stretch as an opportunity and not as, oh, great, we're going to go one and five on the road trip and kill all the all the good positive vibes. You've got to figure out like how to like break the season up and to stay in the moment and fight each individual game. And if they can do that, then they got a shot. But that's and that's my thing, Casey. I'm sorry. This okay. is that's the Sacramento Kings franchise. That's not the Sacramento Kings team. And that's what we were talking about a few weeks ago when we were talking about uh, analysts or writers or national media people who don't have anything good to say about the Sacramento Kings who are just like, oh, it's the Kings. They're going to blow it at some point. 
you clearly haven't watched this team because that's not this group. You're judging the name on the jersey. You're judging the Sacramento Kings more than you're judging the Sacramento Kings team. You're judging the franchise more than you are the team. This version of the Sacramento Kings has not dropped the ball one time this year. No, I and agree. it's that it's that PTSD that we have where we're just oh, we're just we're just waiting for the failure to hit, despite the fact that is so clearly not this team. Yeah, I mean, I I'm just looking at their record right now and going through game by game. Have have they lost a game? Let me look. Uh, the New York Knicks are seventeen and thirteen. They've won seven straight. The Miami Heat are sixteen and fifteen. The Kings, as of right now. Like, when they played them, yes, but as of today, they don't have a single loss to a team that's uh, that's every single one of their losses is to a 500 or better team. And, I mean, they don't have a single loss to a team that's a bad team. Hmm. That That's that's where this team is always like, oh, man, you know, if you get Philadelphia on a Tuesday night and you just fired your coach and you should be riding high off the firing of your coach because that's typically how things go in Sacramento – or, or in other cities, but Sacramento more specifically because they blow through coaches so quickly. Uh, but if you're looking at like going up against a Philadelphia 76ers team missing five starters, you can't get blown out. No. And that's that was last year. Yeah. That's not this year. I mean, it's not like five years ago. I'm not referencing something way off in the distance. Last year, they got clubbed by a team missing five starters, including like two like all world starters mm-hmm. and you just get run over. So it, yeah, it's, it, you gotta be different. You gotta like resetting the culture is really hard, but it, it's still like, that's the moment they're in. Like, how do you stay right here in the moment? You got three games. Each of them are one game at a time. You got to get all three. And, and because then you got Denver twice. Yeah. And check this out. Even if they were to like the, the numbers that you rolled off of like the teams, they haven't lost to a bad team or under while they were, under 500, whatever, whatever it was. Like, we're even, like, kind of grading them on a on a curve because, like, yeah, you're going to have some games. With, like, if they if you went down that list and you said they had two games against, you know, where they lost against teams they should have beat, all right. Like, that's the NBA. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? But the fact that they haven't, and even when they do, you know, it's, it's we're, like, kind of shocked by it a little bit. It's a testament to who these guys are, man. They they have had about, as even with the 0-4 start, about as good of a start to this season as anybody could have realistically imagined. They, they've been really, really good this year. Yeah. I mean, again, like they talked about it from the beginning of the year. Mike Brown kept saying, we're going to stay in the moment. We're, we're going to be hyper-focused on each and we're not looking ahead. Don't ask us questions about the future games. Just stay right here. And it's like, okay. And to be honest, like typically – this team does do that. They always look ahead. They are they're always like five games ahead, mm-hmm. and they're just not doing it that this year. They're they are super super focused on the moment and trying to get that win tonight, and then we'll deal with the next win tomorrow. Yeah. We'll start over again tomorrow and we'll figure it out. So yeah, it's just trying uh, to go one and zero every day, man. <laughs> trying to go just win the day, baby. Just win the day. Go Hawks. Let's ride. Let's go. Oh <laughs> man. Go Hawks, let's ride. Oh, so bad. <laughs> you I, 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 you mentioned this earlier, and I probably should have pressed you a little bit further. Could you elaborate on this? You were talking about Chemezi Metu's play. 
And that's why we've seen Rashawn Holmes lately. I'm going to guess. I mean, like, again, they're on the road and, like, the decision has been made not to use Zoom so you can actually get, like, full-fledged interviews and postgame. Um, so we're not getting those and, and, you know, no one is traveling outside of maybe one person from the B here and there. Um, so like there is no pulling Mike Brown aside and saying, Hey, what's going on here? Um, but you know, they've said all along, like we're not forgetting that Rashawn Holmes is on this team. Mike Brown talked about it right before they left for the trip. Like, you know, we talk about all these players who are stepping up and, and don't forget, like we still have Rashawn Holmes sitting over here that is, who's been a starter in this league. And we just haven't been able to figure out how to get him into the lineup yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like, look, if you're Chimezi Metu, we talked about this early. He has to buy into his role 100%. And I think he's done such a good job of doing that this season. And it's, it's not easy. You're going to get crumbs. You need to go out there and you need to rebound. You need to, hit the lob when it's there. Um, and and if you have just the most wide open three of all time, go ahead and take it here and there. But if you miss one, don't take another one. Um, like if, as long as he's playing within like these strict rules, then he can, he's perfectly serviceable as Demonis Sabonis' backup for 13 to 15 minutes tonight. But when you start seeing the variance and you start seeing things like, okay, I don't know what that was, but like somebody got too hungry and starts thinking that they're going to do this or that. That's when like, sometimes you got to pull back and you got Rashawn Holmes sitting there waiting and you got Namias Keda sitting there waiting. Alex Len, yeah. Alex Len has played something like it's, it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't think he's logged a hundred minutes on the year. Mm. Uh, Rashawn Holmes logged 120 minutes. So mm. we think about, Oh, he got a shot early in the year. Uh, like he's used to playing 30 minutes a night. That's four games. And so he really hasn't got an opportunity either to really show what he can do. And it's about like learning on the fly and and staying in the moment and making sure that you're doing what your role is, not what you want to be or who you think you can be. Just do what they're asking. And and so, yeah, I, I think that over the last couple of games, we've just seen a little bit of like different moves. And again, the Kings at some point, don't forget the whole December 15th date. Uh, I think some teams in the league might want to see, especially coming into, um, you know, the G League showcase we talked about earlier. All of the executives in the NBA are down in Vegas hanging out together. This is where trades began to take form. They they started in the offseason, but they're further reignited and all that stuff right here at the G League showcase. And then you start working over, like— you, you have your principles coming out of this. Mm-hmm. And then you start working on the finer mechanics as you get closer to the deadline. And so do you think that teams need to see that Rashawn Holmes can step on a court and actually run up and down and, and there's not something wrong with him? Yes, that's part of that could be a part of why he's played in the last couple of games. That's what I was going to ask you too. Like, did you think there was some some showcase showcasing, uh, showcasing going well, he's on? He's played there. six minutes over two games, so <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just give him a taste, Casey. Just give him a taste. Don't give him too much. Don't give him too much. It's just a little, little, little taste. We got uh, them samples. Yeah, yeah. We got them samples yeah, up here. Fun. Them red tops. We got them red tops. This is some uh, some Costco sampler. Like you walk over, like. Oh, that wasn't bad. Oh, uh, man, they be getting you every time with the damn sandwiches. Man. man, I remember this one bread. They had toasted. Oh, man, I must have bought about three packs of those things. Yeah. Did you ever, uh, like, were you able to duplicate what they did there? Uh, ish. Yeah. It wasn't the same, but it was still good. 
Yeah. It's a good purchase. I'm about to go so hard this weekend. I'm cooking on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> oh, it's lit. I'm Ooh. getting in my bag. You getting this on weekend. the grill? Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. I can't wait. Ooh. I, can't I got wait. the prime rib set up for, for Sunday. That's See, that's, gonna make that's, me get on the grill, man. I might have to get these hamburgers and hot dogs. What? <laughs> no, no, oh, no, not not for Christmas. Man, no, I'm, no. You can always have burgers for Christmas. What y'all talking you about? Slow cook that prime rib all morning yeah, long. That's Smells it. Up the house. I'm that's good. it. Oh yeah. It's tri tip Saturday, and it's it's prime rib. It's uh, it's Sounds that's right. It's tri tip Saturday. It's prime rib on Sunday. And oh. I I told you the secret, right? Make sure you go to the the produce department and get uh, the horse horse radish root, and actually make your own horse radish. You oh, didn't tell me that secret, but oh, you have told me now, uh, and we will plan to do that. Goodness, it's the best thing ever. You got, you got to have a little white vinegar, a little uh, James little sugar. We've got to go. Oh. <laughs> we've got to go. My bad. Cook, 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 cooking hour with James Ham uh, coming up on Wednesday, uh, and we'll back be back to recap uh, Kings and Hornets uh, tomorrow at noon here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty Monday Night Football coming up next. Go Kings. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.